0: Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, December the 19th. Merry Christmas to you all. My mission as MLA for Cumberland North continues to be to represent you, the people of Cumberland North, the best that I am able to serve and empower all people. I'm an independent MLA and I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, and being a servant leader, empowering all people. Together, you and I can build on the strength of our veterans and stand firm with the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our mother earth, and entrepreneurship and the economy. Together, you and I will be stronger as a community and a region, as we embrace our diversity and strive for equity and inclusiveness and celebrate our history And arts and culture of all of our people. There continues to be lots going on in the world of politics both locally and abroad. Last week we had some local news that was great. We received news that the province is going to fund a daycare for the Pugwash area. Trina Clark, the CEO of the Cumberland YMCA has been working on this tirelessly for quite a while. I receive messages from people looking for daycare services in Pugwash and Wallace area on a regular basis and have had this on my list of priorities for a while. I've spoken with the people in the Department of Education, including the Minister of Education, advocating for a daycare in the Pugwash area for a while now. This has been done in collaboration with our local YMCA team led by Trina Clark. It will take some time, obviously, to get construction done and staff hired, but I really wanted to share this good news with you today so that people in the area know that a new daycare, YMCA daycare, will be coming to Pugwash. The staff in our Public Works Department have been working hard for our area. The Howard's Bridge has preliminary work done and is slated to be replaced next season. The Fountain Road that Uh, is on both sides of the Howard's Bridge, is in desperate need of repair and paving, and I have had that on my request list for road work to be done uh, as well, and I'm hoping that that will be done at the same time that the bridge is replaced. Also, Trunk 6 repaving between Shinne Cass and Hastings is finally on the capital plan for public works. It is scheduled for the summers of 2024-25 as well as 2025-26 I would like it sooner, but I am happy that finally it is at least scheduled in the budget for the capital plan. Heathers Beach will be getting a new septic system and retaining wall scheduled to be done in the spring. I'm also so pleased to see this work being scheduled. Residents have been contacting me from the Heathers Beach area in the last couple of years especially, concerned about the conditions at this provincial park, They feel that it's been neglected and that it has not had the investments that it should have. So I'm so pleased to see investments going to be made at Heather's Beach next spring. Last week in politics, provincially, there were two lively political legislative committee meetings, the Health Committee as well as the Public Accounts Committee. Both ended up focusing a great deal on our health care system and the worsening problems. Last week, the Premier... Premier Houston made some announcements to help people with home heating costs this winter. I applaud the investments, especially given the rate of inflation, lack of affordability, and the high fuel costs. Many people are struggling to afford to heat their homes this winter and buy food. In the fall session of the legislature, I called upon the Premier and his Minister of Finance, Alan McMaster, and their government to increase the amount of the home assistant rebate, which otherwise known as HARP, increase the threshold of who is eligible as well. Thankfully, they have done both of these things. So unfortunately, no one can apply for the rebate until January the 30th, but when it does become available, I will make sure that people have access to it and will be uh, promoting it throughout our area. So it is only a one-time change. And this one-time change, uh, again, starting January the 30th, will allow people to receive $1,000 if you qualify for the heating assistant rebate program. To qualify for the rebate, you need to pay for your own home, heat, as well have a household income of $85,000 or less. You can apply again once January 30th comes uh, and between that date and March the 31st. You don't need to apply for the rebate again if you've already applied for the amount which was $200 before this most recent uh, announcement last week. I I also did a press release last week sort of in response to this announcement as well as some of the other one-time payments that were announced last week for people on income assistance. Affordability is a huge, huge issue. Uh, to the constituents that I represent here in Cumberland North. Affordability is a concern uh, for many people, like seniors living on fixed income, who have to choose between expensive medications, food, or turning up the thermostat. Last week's announcement is another example, though, of this government being unwilling to roll up its sleeves and make system-level changes that will bring real and lasting change for all Nova Scotians. I believe that the government, the Premier, needs a plan and needs a vision for Nova Scotia. For example, last week, the Nova Scotia Auditor General released a report recommending changes to the 2010 Finance Act to increase transparency for in-year spending. The Act has allowed governments here in Nova Scotia to approve $4.7 billion dollars in extra spending over the last 10 years without any subject to review or approval by the legislature. That means all 55 MLAs that represent all Nova Scotians have not had input into $4.7 billion in extra spending over the last 10 years. Nova Scotia is the only province that operates within these parameters, and the Auditor General believes that changes should be made. In response, Finance Minister Alan McMaster acknowledged that governments approve estimates when a budget is passed in the spring and then spend in response to developments throughout the year. I believe instead of waiting for public pressure to act on important issues and being reactive uh, and spending behind closed doors, I believe governments, responsible governments, need to instead produce a real plan that supports vulnerable Nova Scotians like many of our seniors on fixed incomes. The plan should address income tax bracket creep to allow Nova Scotians to keep more of your hard-earned money and automatically increase income assistant rates to keep up with inflation. By, By not doing so, the government is purposely keeping people in a more vulnerable state. So, In the fall, I actually introduced a bill to remove bracket creep. And what that means is uh, here in Nova Scotia and Prince Edward Island, we're actually the only two provinces in Canada that do not automatically increase the income tax bracket to keep up with inflation. So by keeping the income tax brackets the same as inflation increases, it means you are paying more tax on your hard-earned income. Every other province, including the federal government, increase the income tax brackets in relation to inflation. In my opinion, if if people on low and medium incomes continuously need rebates from the government just in order to survive and get by, then stop taxing them. Right now, the government collects taxes, too much in taxes on lower income and medium income families, and then recycles that money back out in the form of rebates that cost a lot of money to hire government employees to, to do all of this these transactions. And it also, I believe, is misuse of money. Stop taxing people so much, allow people to keep more of their hard-earned money, and then there won't be as much of a need to have to provide all of these rebates back. Honestly, um, it's a way of using people's tax money and using it for political purposes. And I don't believe that that is the best way to grow and build a strong, strong Nova Scotia. So I there's no question I that the measures that were introduced last week will help, but it's temporary relief. And it does nothing to address the systemic issues that are putting families in these very, very dire financial circumstances in the first place. On another topic, the Premier has been under a lot of pressure to provide Nova Scotians with an update on the QE2 redevelopment plan. This was a plan that Premier Stephen McNeil and his government had made an announcement approximately three or four years ago. One of the bidders had literally pulled out of this project, and the other one was looking like they were going to do the same. So last week, the government gave a brief update on a new plan but it didn't include any financial information, which was very surprising. So I will be watching this very closely, and will be providing more information on this as it becomes available. And this is important to the people of Cumberland North, of Cumberland County, and all of our area, as many of our residents travel to Halifax to see specialists uh, when there are acute and/or chronic medical conditions. On a more local uh, note, the ER renovation for Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center is on track to be finished by mid-January, and hopefully there will be no more delays due to supply, supply chain issues. Locally, we've had a couple of uh, very sad situations of fires last week on the pumping station road. A family lost their home. I wanted to let everyone know it is Christmas, people are feeling generous and want to help out. There is a GoFundMe page set up for this family. And I'm going to actually read what um, the family have posted for this GoFundMe page. It says, Hi there, my name is Jordan, and my mom lost her home at 4am last Friday, December the 16th, to a devastating house fire near Amherst, Nova Scotia. My mom, Stacy Fitzgerald, Russ Blundstone, Blunston, and Dalton Carter were asleep in their home when Russ heard loud noises coming from the kitchen downstairs. He went down to see the kitchen up in flames and acted very quickly to save my mom, my brother, and their two dogs. They evacuated the house with only their clothing on their backs and Dalton's cell phone. We are so lucky that they are okay. My mom, Russ, and Dalton lost absolutely everything in this fire and will be starting completely over. All types of donations are welcomed and appreciated. If you would like to drop something off, you can contact me for my Nana's address. All proceeds from the fundraiser will go towards immediate funds that insurance will not cover right away. I would just like to say that the response from Family and Friends, South Lake Regional Healthcare Center, and especially the Amherst community has been so overwhelming. If you would like to make a direct and immediate donation that would go right to me, my mom and Russ, you can e-transfer as well. A complete stranger who reached out to me today with a living accommodation said, We are put on this earth to be generous, not to try and get ahead, but just to help people. We can't thank you enough for their thoughts, their prayers, donations, and generosity at this time. It means everything to us. Thank you. So I wanted to let you know about this situation. And there is a GoFundMe page uh, set up. If you would like more information, you could go to my MLA Facebook page. I'll be sharing that. And it will be available there. Also, last night there was a fire at the Victorian Motel on Victoria Street in Amherst. And I'm looking, uh, my staff and I are working out, working today to find out more details on how we can assist those individuals. And once I have any more details, I will share that on my MLA Facebook page as well. This year, uh, many families and individuals find it very hard to get by financially. So please consider, if you're able to, consider making a monetary or food donation to your local food bank. Also, if you are in need of food, go to your closest food bank. There is no need for anyone to go without this winter. Amherst food bank hours are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 1.30 to 4. Again, that's Amherst food bank hours are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 1.30 to 4. And the Amherst food bank is located at 5 King Street. In Amherst. And the phone number for the food bank is 902-661-0677. You can reach out to them if you want to either make a donation or if you're in need of food. The Pugwash food bank is located in the Crossroads business. That's on trunk six near the fire station. It is open Wednesdays from one o'clock till 3 p.m. and their phone number for the Pugwash food bank is 902 902- 664-8691. I also wanted to let everyone know there will be a community Christmas dinner in Amherst this year. There's no charge. Everyone is welcome. It's on December 25th on Christmas Day from 2 to 4 p.m. at the Lion's Den in Amherst and there'll be a community Christmas dinner in Pugwash this year on Christmas Day from 12 o'clock to 3 p.m. At the Pugwash Legion and again everyone is welcome I want to say a huge thank you to all of the volunteers to the incredible community uh, that we have here in Cumberland North of people who want to make sure no one goes without on Christmas Day and these Christmas dinners are for people uh, that maybe otherwise would be alone on Christmas Day and it's for people of all financial um, capabilities and Christmas is not a time to be at home alone. So please consider joining your community for a community Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. Today, Monday, December the 19th, I am hosting a Cumberland Christmas Social, and everyone is welcome. 4.30 to 6 p.m. at the Business Innovation Center. It's where my office is at 5 Ratchford Street in Amherst, the Old Town Hall right beside the, the library. There will be tastes of food locally sourced from Cumberland County. As well, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are coming from 515 to 545. There will be a cash bar with local Triders beer and local Yoast wines. I'm so excited to showcase Cumberland County beef, clams from Five Islands, oysters from Malagash, cranberries from Amherst, and so much more. I'm also hosting a New Year's Day levy at the train station in Amherst from 1230 to 2, so mark that on your calendars. And please join me i would like to extend some birthday greetings to people that are celebrating birthdays this week specifically today monday the 19th fred cameron is celebrating a birthday and his partner audrey purdy celebrated just yesterday so a very special week in that household also today aaron stubbert is celebrating a birthday the principal of amherst regional high school so thank you aaron for your service to our community as well, Janet Tower and Janet owns the Sunrise Country Market there on Trunk 6 in Port Howe. Very hard worker, and I just want to say happy birthday to Janet today. Tuesday, uh, the 20th, Tanya Meekins is celebrating a birthday as well as Amherst Ray Gauchy. On Wednesday, Amelia Andrea Camo, Nick Chevry on Thursday, and Friday, Mark Milner and Elizabeth Morrison. On Saturday, Christmas Eve Day, Holly Decost of Spring Hill is celebrating a birthday, as well as Carol Amaro. And many of you listening may know Carol. She is a registered nurse. She's from Cape Breton. She's lived here in Amherst for many years. Her and her husband, Adrian, moved to Yellowknife a few years ago. But I wanted to say a, a shout out to Carol. She uh, and her family have moved back to Nova Scotia. They're settled in Cape Breton. And she's still a registered nurse. She's actually working as an instructor at CBU. And uh, our daughter, Sharon, is studying to be a nurse at CBU and has had some contact and friendship with Carol since she's moved back. And any of you listening that know Carol Amaro know she's just an incredible professional nurse and friend and a beautiful, beautiful spirit woman. So happy birthday, Carol. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, especially the family and friends of Mary Esther Forsyth. And I have a special connection with Esther. Uh, one of my brothers, Vincent Forsyth, of course, is was Esther's grandson, and it's a very difficult time for Vincent and for all of the family. She will be missed, and many people in our community knew Esther, so thinking of all of Esther's family and friends today. Also would like to extend my sympathies to the family and friends of Gregory Asambre, as well as Joan Marilyn Allen Peters and Frederick Charles Hawker. If there's anyone else who has lost a loved one recently, please accept my sympathies. Well, this is my last MLA update before Christmas, so I want to wish everyone listening today a very, very special Christmas season. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And always strive to be outward focused. Sometimes uh, that is where true joy comes from. And I look forward to working for you in the new year in 2023. Looking forward to creating and updating my priorities list for Cumberland North and Region. Look forward to continuing to serve you. And looking for ways always to empower each and every person that lives here in Cumberland North, Cumberland County, and throughout our Maritime Region. Merry Christmas to you and all. And thank you also to everyone at CFTA 107.9. Take care and talk to you in the new year.